Estate Edspire listeners, and welcome to the show. With us on this episode, we have Mr. B from Mr. B's Brain. Um, He has a YouTube channel full of amazing, engaging, and funny educational videos geared towards kindergarten students. So if you are a teacher of kindergarten, definitely want to tune into this episode. If you are a parent of a kindergartner, you want to tune in. But also, if you are just um, working in education or you're not in education and you just need a pick-me-up, this is the episode you want to tune into. Uh, Mr. B is just, uh, his enthusiasm is so contagious and he's hilarious, but he also has an intense passion and energy for teaching and working with kids and families. And he is um, incredible at sharing or celebrating the collaboration um, with his team, right? He he does not take credit for any of the things that he does. Um, he makes it very clear that it is a collaborative effort with his team. And um, he's just, he was super awesome to talk to. And um, if you're feeling a little burnt out, you know, we're, we're halfway through the year and, you know, if you need to pick me up, um, he is definitely one uh, to listen to and follow. Um, just lots of great ideas, um, you know, when working with children and just his attitude about life is just really um, inspiring. And it was really fun to record with him. And the entire time we were talking with him, I couldn't help but think, man, I bet he has so much fun in his classroom, right? If you look at his YouTube videos, I mean, he has costumes, um, there's magic going on. I mean, he really does make learning the like best thing since video games for children. So I'm um, just really, really uh, happy to sit down and talk with him. Um, follow his YouTube, follow his Instagram, lots of great stuff there. Um, I hope you enjoy the episode. And as always, thank you for listening. You know, and I kind of shared a little bit about just the, the intent of it. You know, you're doing amazing stuff to engage with students and, and teachers and families, it sounds like. Um, and we just want to know, yeah, what's your approach? And, and so we just got lots of cool questions for you because what you're for doing sure. is awesome. By the way, that's the uh, kindergarten silent cheer there. A lot of I love it. So if uh, I do that, it means like go with it or connection. You remember these? Yeah, yeah, connection. Yeah, Danny, you were in first grade. You know what I'm talking about. I, we did the Me Too's, Me Too's. That was, that was the silent one. We did Me Too's. I, love I wish we had video. People need to see this. This is oh. great. Yeah. Look, look um, it up on Google, people. Yeah. And I, I, I might even like, I, you know, I have, I might even leave this part in. Like, this is good stuff. Um, but so, as for our listeners, we have Steve Brosowitz. No. That yes, good. did I get That's it? Close enough. If yes. I was at the DMV and you said that, I'd be happy you called my name. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> But uh, Steve is known as Mr. B, right? That's how his students know him, his family, um, and his um, incredible uh, Instagram following. Um, and then he also um, has a lot of YouTube subscribers um, that also know him as Mr. B. Um, but Steve, I'm just going to let you kind of talk about some of the cool things you're doing. Um, I found you through Instagram and YouTube just because of the, the videos that you were creating. Um, like I caught some of your videos on math. And for me, like I, I shared with you when I first reached out, I had a, I have a learning disability in math. And so I wish that we had had um, just all the cool stuff that you're doing when I was a kid because you break things down in such a simple way, in such an engaging, creative way. Um, I think more people need to know about what you're doing. And um, so we're just really excited to have you. 
Well, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. And first and foremost, you can't edit this part out, even though it sounds clear. True. There's a lot of thanks to a lot of people that make the videos and the teaching possible. Going back to my teachers, my colleagues, my administration, the people who help the videos get seen, because that's a whole nother world. Like you can make content these days. And if you don't know how to get it out on the internet and have people see it, it won't matter. And uh, you never would have saw it. So just, yeah, so many, all my influences, you know, it's always a team effort. And um, a lot of times I'm the guy on the screen because I don't mind being on the screen, but I right, learned that right. stuff from somebody, Absolutely. right? Oh. Um, so, yeah. So I guess maybe if you, if, could you start and just tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are? You're a kindergarten teacher, right? Yeah. Um, you're giving me the, <laughs> yes. uh, the open freedom <laughs> spots. Right, right. That could be we like We like a little trouble. We like a little trouble. Nothing's well, off don't... limit. I will try to pause every few minutes to get, let you jump in and redirect. Um, but just going back, you know, you're whatever, you're 16, 17, 18, starting to think about what are you going to do for the rest of your life? That's a tall, tall order. And I was lucky uh, to have some great teachers. And, you know, freshman year, I loved my Spanish teacher. So I was going to be a Spanish teacher. And, you know, then it was I was going to be an English teacher, not based on the content, but just based on that person. And uh, I think there's the first lesson in whatever your subject matter is, if you're passionate about it and you're engaging and building relationships with kids and families that you'll be a good influence. I mean, I, I still use a little Spanglish, <laughs> but that's not where my life went. But that guy was just so engaging that I, he made me want to teach Spanish. And I just thought, you know, I want to do a career that helps people. Um, and it seemed like a practical thing. I'm always kind of a, I have a little bit of practicality in me. You know, I want that consistent paycheck. That. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go into teaching. That's what I declared as my major coming out of high school. And I stuck with it. I actually went oh, into then, high school first there. Then, then how did you That's find your way back was. to the yeah. young ones? Wow. Well, uh, I got, I got burned out, which is another lesson for young teachers. I burned out just like they said you would in a few years. And I said, I'm leaving Chicago. It's too cold. I'm leaving teaching. It's too hard. And I'm going out to San Diego. I saved up a little nest egg and I'm going to go back to school and be something else for the rest of my life. I was 30 at the time. And uh, that was right yeah. when the economy uh, tanked. So yeah, perfect timing. It was perfect time for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Story of my life. And uh, I'm just doing whatever, you know, to, to make rent. And I said, well, I, I guess I got to go back to school. <laughs> it was a desperate financial right. move. And uh, I went back as a sub outside of San Diego there. And now I'm working in all these different classes and all these different grade levels. And, that, and that's when I said, oh, you know what? Maybe it wasn't um, black or white thinking like teaching's not for me. It was yeah. I need to make a shift. Because I just like working with the younger students. And that, that's what I say to all my student teachers or field worker observers. I say, go look at least spend a day with every grade level because you might think you're going to be this, but maybe right. you might fit better here. Oh yeah. I would, For sure. I would totally agree. I think my, my shift in the beginning is I was like, Oh, I want to do fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. And then I had a principal like look at me and just, you know, kind of say like, Danny, you got, you got a, you got a bubbly kind of contagious personality. We, we need you down mm -hmm. in the first grade in kindergarten. And so that's when I did first grade and I, I was, I was not happy the first the first few months, but as you start to build those relationships and and, and the freedom that you have to teach students, um, it, it is just such a joy. And I think that's kind of where you know I want my next question to use, like for for passion wise, as like I just loved 
teaching the young ones and, and seeing, you know, their brains grow and that light bulb go off, you know, what, how do you, you know, add and, you know, create that engaging, um, you know, learning environment for students? Is it, is it something that comes natural or is it, do you, do you follow things that you enjoy like your videos? How do you go about navigating, um, you know, how to provide engaging activities? I think I'm, I'm providing education for a lot of the kids who are like me, whose favorite subjects were PE, snack. You know, it's funny, but yes. that's that. And I said, yeah. art, right? All these things, music. I love these things. And not that it's, I didn't like literature and math, but it just, it didn't have that same yeah. excitement. Like we're going to art. Yeah. yeah. And I said, why can't I bring some of that into the common core? Right. And, and you can't always do it, but you, you can sure find ways to get it in. And maybe it's a little easier to do in transitional kinder, kinder first. I know as you get older and the rigor comes up, I have a lot of respect oh for those upper grade teachers. Um, but they get just so much demands with the testing. You, you lose that ability to say, hey, we're going to do something fun to right. learn this today. Right. You try to squeeze it in. So I think that's what it is, Danny, that. I loved, you know, being silly and performing and doing musical skits and all that. And I said, why can't we use that to teach yeah, reading and, and writing? And so and I, you know, continue to look at your Instagram and stuff. And, and I like to consider myself having a, a nice collection of wigs and outfits. But I, I, I but, <laughs> you, you but you and me, are, we're in competition now. I think you blew me out of the water. Um, but, you know, finding some, something that's, you know, engaging to you as a teacher and putting that mm-hmm. uh, into lesson plans as well as I think that's what you do is you have fun with it. Uh, and I think teachers need to continue to take risk and have fun with it as well. I think that's, you know, the most thing I see out of what, you know, what you're doing. So how did, how did. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, we're just pushing each other along, Danny. We're not competing against <laughs> each other. We're just promoting oh, each yeah. other, giving each other ideas. <laughs> well, so for your first video, how did that come? Like, how did you start doing that? Like, was it a way to just engage families and kids and it just kind of morphed into this huge thing? Like, how did that start? You know how it is in life. Like, you got, how did you guys get to this podcast? It's like one thing you're like, oh, I remember when I was 15, I used to go around with a tape recorder <laughs> right. and record, you know, it's like you always had a little bit of, of, of that in you. And it just all comes together as these different uh, experiences and influence come together. And that's how it was for me, just as a kid wanting to perform, as a kid watching stand-up comedians, as a kid, you know, just whatever, all these things in life, learning to edit, you know, from uh, VHS to VHS (laughs) in the 90s, right? And then all of a sudden, wait, anyone can edit on a computer? Wait, anyone can edit on a phone? Um, And people going, hey, that was a crazy lesson. You should record that. And I'm like, well, I know how to record. I've made stuff before. Like, you know, I know people who know stuff because I've tried to make short movies. And so I just had that opportunity. And it was just one of those one thing leads to another type of situation. And I think it's cool because, you know, since doing this, like I've, for me personally, I, I feel like I'm creative, but not in the way of like creating art or music or songs, but creating content and, and just lessons that I do trying to, so I think it's important for people who might not um, consider themselves as creative people. You might not be making art in, in the traditional sense, but finding those creative outlets in your teaching and in your profession. And, um, you know, I, I always wanted to be a singer growing up. Like that was my, I was going to be a, a singer. Like that was my <laughs> thing. Um, well, I don't really like to perform like that. I'm a very shy person. And when it comes to that, but doing this podcast, I've learned, yeah, I still had that creativity, right? I still want to perform in some ways, but so maybe it's not singing, but this 
podcast has been a great outlet because it allows me to kind of creatively express myself and also teach. And so I think that's really important for our listeners out there. It's just think about creativity in a different way and, and exploring your passions in a non-traditional or um, unconventional way. So I love what you're doing. I, I couldn't agree more that uh, there's always been some kind of expression in my life. And before the videos, I was, I was a singer, <laughs> just me and my buddy as he played his banjo. That's not going to see the light of day, but just to have that in my life, there's always been something. I have a collection in my on the other room of doodles. That's not going on an art gallery any, anywhere. No one's going to pay me for that, but I enjoyed it. I, you know, I wanted to do it. I couldn't wait to come home to work on my doodle or no one's paying me for this. Mr. <laughs> I pay a lot of money, right. With equipment and all this kind of stuff and costumes, but. Uh, I just can't wait to do it. And I think whatever that is, like you said, in some in someone's life, if you gave it up when you were 15, because now you're busy adulting, pick it back up or try something new. Because it's, it's so important to have that where you're just eager to do it and share it with the world. I, I have someone who makes these super cool cookies. I couldn't do that. I'm not a baker. I'm not an artist in that way. But that's what she contributes to the yes, world, right? I love that. And so going with, with math and your videos, and uh, some of them you're, you're showing different strategies. Sometimes you're interviewing teachers, which is one thing I'm going to take away is just interviewing teachers on their, you know, their, their gifted and talent, you know, their talents. Um, but as far as like teaching and, and making sure students understand different strategies, I think that was one thing I came from like first grade, you teach students different strategies, but when you get up, up in the upper grades, you're really having a lot of different strategies that you're working to have and give kids that, that choice and voice of which strategies they use. Can you just talk a little bit about like an incoming teacher using, you know, strategies and, and really just how important those are in especially math? Yeah, I think the, the whole idea is as humans, we're starting to realize, you know what, everyone's wired a little bit differently. And then of, of course, back in my day, you know, I was going to school in the early eighties, right? They just, here's how you do it. And the kids who could pick it up, Great. Everyone else, you're in trouble. Absolutely. Uh, but now we're getting more sophisticated and saying, wait, if we just teach it this way to a certain segment of kids, now they'll get it too. Now we got more kids understanding. Now we show these groups of kids this way uh, of doing it. Now we almost got everybody, right? And just trying to cater to the way the mind works. I think I say in some of my videos, hey, it's important in math to find a way you understand it and can explain it to other people. And uh, yep. I think that's what you're getting at, Danny, that just having that one size fits all is, is part of the pun, old school. Thinking. Absolutely. And, and that's what I like. One of the notes that I made, and I'm so glad you brought that up is just the different modes of learning. Like you're just, you're, you're hitting like the tactile part. I mean, like I was watching your videos and I almost feel like I have the manipulative in my hand. I mean, the way that you just visually and you've got, um, you're using Play-Doh and just all, a variety of different manipulatives. And then you're, you do such a beautiful job at create or um, connecting it to the concept. So I really did feel like I'm, I'm watching your video. I feel like I'm there. Um, and, and it's just incredible how you, how you do that. And then also I love that you keep some of your outtakes to show that mistakes are okay. <laughs> I, I saw that like you made you, you something you broke or, you know, you'll, you'll mess up a little bit and, and I'm like, no, so he didn't edit that out. But then you're like, mistakes are okay. And I'm like, well, duh. And I, I just love that. And I think as me as like an innovative learning coach, help, helping, you know, teachers incorporate, you know, all this digital stuff that you're doing, Steve. And it's like, 
we you can first get you ask them to take a risk with you when when you're jumping into like this virtual teaching and doing different stuff virtually to connect with students and to engage with students. Um, you know, I know you just talked about taking risks by putting yourself out there, um, but you're also helping your teachers, which I just kind of you know spoke about. You know, how do you bring other teachers into kind of what you're doing? Like, is that is it just because you build relationships with um, them, you're able to bring them in, or is it is it something that it's passionate to you just to continue to help teachers and show you know all the good stuff that other teachers are showing? I'm going to try and reply to both of you at the same time here. <laughs> I got thinking about this is the perfect time to talk about inclusion education. That's a, I'm actually a special education teacher. A lot of people don't realize that. And the, the reason I can do half this stuff is because I'm co-teaching all day long because as an inclusion teacher, I don't have a separate set of class of kids. I'm going to my students who are included in the general education setting. So that's one, one reason I've learned a lot of these strategies is my, here's the plug for inclusion teaching if you're reluctant teachers. When you're working with all these practitioners and I'm in the same room with speech, with OT, with all these different general ed teachers, with PT, vision specialists, I'm picking up on all their tricks and techniques as we work together to teach the kids, which kind of speaks to your question, Danny, which is I form these relationships with teachers and some teachers are like, ah, I'm not getting on screen. So, you know, that's fine. Like you said, Ali, everyone's different, but the teachers who I say, Hey, I want to make this video. What do you think? And they said, yeah, let's do it. That's how you end up seeing some teachers or students or parents in some of these videos. Cause everyone feels differently, differently about being on screen. Um, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta hand it to inclusion education too, about not only having all these partnerships with people, but learning from them, my growth curve in terms of being a teacher went because I'm in there watching people do things that I never even thought to do, or we're making mistakes together and learning from that, but it's just happening so much quicker than being isolated in my own little silo as a teacher. Um, there you have it. And then I'm also having to learn, okay, here's a lesson on whatever. How do I speak to the kids who are identified as gifted in this area and the kids who need accommodations and then those who need modifications and then the kids who are right around grade level? How do we make this meaningful to all of them. So then you start thinking of all these different strategies. And, and I think when you go through that reflection process with teachers, as you're planning these lessons, I think that's where, you know, those bright ideas come from. And that's where I think where I love my job is I get to work with teachers and jump into classrooms and help co-lead lessons. And you're absolutely right, Steve. I've like the last two years I've been doing this, my teaching strat, like my, my whole view on teaching has continued to, you know, go up in my knowledge and overall, you know, Oh, just my overall knowledge of teaching mm -hmm. in general has just skyrocketed due to other teachers in my building, which which is just so, so cool. Now, for see for your school, are you guys virtual or what's the or are you like half and half? What are you all doing? Um, out here in Los Angeles specifically, because different, you know, some of the more Leslie dot uh, popular, Leslie densely populated areas of California have, I think, gone to some hybrid forms, but LA unified LA proper has been all distance learning since everything started with the pandemic in okay. March. And we didn't, we never even launched back to a hybrid or like an in-person version. We've, we just stuck it so, out. But you started doing these like videos and just this before all that, like, so this just has just yeah. been a nice transition. I mean, do you, I guess you're, you open this up to your families. Obviously they're watching and um, 
I don't know. I could just, I was just thinking like, man, with the pandemic and, and schools being virtual, like this is such a great um, transition. Um, you know, so I think if, if teachers who are out there, you know, we're going to be virtual for a while, wanted to start something like this, you know, I guess, was it hard to set up a YouTube channel or do you have any recommendations for maybe teachers who want to maybe get into filming their lessons and putting them out there? Yeah, you know, it's part of the evolution yeah. again. It's like, well, it's occurred over several years. And yeah, my YouTube was up before this started. But one of the silver linings for me is that the, the 2D versus 3D shape video, which is the one that's really exploded, yeah. exploded during uh, distance mm -hmm. learning. Like it was already gaining pretty well on its own right around the start of distance learning. It was around like 30,000 mm -hmm. views, just organic. Um, but then it just started picking up a thousand views a day. Boom, boom. And now it's up to like 375,000 uh, since March. So that, that picked up what, 340,000 views. And I said, wow, how is this coming on so quickly? Well, I had some parents in the area, some who go to LA Unified, some who go to Burbank Unified, sending me a hit, say, hey, look who's in my kid's homework tonight. Oh, wow. Because districts were looking for stuff like, what can we do yes. to supplement? So there you go. So, and then in terms of, I, I think setting up a YouTube channel is yeah. easy. <laughs> From what I remember, I, I think it's just like any of these other platforms. You, you click and you point and, and it, what you don't figure out, there's probably a tutorial on YouTube. About oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't think it's that hard from what I remember. I like it. So, um, it's, yeah. so going into like uh, the videos that we're, that you guys are doing and like kind of how you're teaching virtually. Now I, I know some of us, I know me personally, I choose the relationships over the rigor right now during the virtual learning. Um, mm -hmm. is, do you think, is that your perspective right now on virtual learning? Or is it time now that, that you guys have been doing it since March, you said, like, is it now time for you guys to start pushing more of that rigorous, uh, you know, instruction into curriculum? Or do you feel like, you know, we're still virtual, we're still not able to connect with kids uh, every day? Is it, uh, is it still relationships over rigor? <laughs> yes, no, yes to both. Yeah. Uh, it's it's both. I'm going to speak to a lot why both are so important. You know, our admin's great, and they have high expectations for us and the kids. So they say we got to we got to keep this as high as possible. And they're not just saying go do it. You know, obviously they're providing solutions mm -hmm. and and possibilities, working with families. Um, so rigor is important to our school. Uh, it was before this started and we're trying to maintain or, or do the best right. we can. Um, but there's certain situations, Danny, where they, they are, without those relationships, you can't even attempt the rigor because every family's in a different boat mm -hmm. and every kid's getting different amounts of support at home. Every kid, some kids, you know what I said, this is a great testing ground to find out what you want to do <laughs> later on in high school and college because some kids can sit in front of this computer all day and me and some of the other kids are fine. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like I can't no. sit still. So it's like, Hey, guess what? Online <laughs> learning might not be for yeah. you. What can we find that is for you? It's so funny that who, so Danny, who, who do we have on that just said that um, one of our previous guests said the same thing. He works with high school students and he said, you know what? This is a great way to find out if, if you want to, if you're an online learner, if you want to go to college or you want to do a job where this is primarily how you interact and work. Great. You're learning that now. So I, I just love that spin. Um, and I don't know if any of your other guests said this or if you've noticed this in your line of work, Holly, but for some kids, this is better. Yes. A, they can access this just fine. Mm -hmm. 
And then B, a lot of the social anxiety, yeah. emotional issues that they were dealing with at school, this has taken a lot of that pressure off. Yes. Yep. We, I've seen that with a handful of students and then just talking with school counselors. Like, yeah, for some of these kids, like this is actually a, a, a more ideal environment for them. Like they feel more comfortable and they can interact um, more comfortably and, um, and they're getting stuff done and it's engaging for them. Um, especially at that high school level. Like I'll talk to a lot of high school teachers and counselors and they're like, it's actually the way we're setting it up. It's working. Um, you know, and of course there's kids where it, it just absolutely is not working and, and they, they do need that um, face to face being in the building. Um, but, but yeah, so for some kids, this, this has worked better. Yeah. And it's cool. It's cool to talk to our past guests. We, he talked about, you know, the CTE classes for high school and, and talking about like, you know, we can't bring them the wood shop. We can't bring them the tools, but we can create a virtual reality experience to where they are putting those, you know, those, those skills into play. And I, and I just mm -hmm. think that's what virtual learning, I think is going to continue to improve. Yeah. Um, but I just love, love that idea of just finding ways to, to connect with those kids with those different skills that we don't see mm -hmm. in, you know, in virtual learning. Well, Danny, I, I never fully answered your question, and you kind of brought me back to it there about, okay, what about the kids where these, these high demands and the rigor, mm -hmm. they're having trouble keeping up for whatever reason. So many variables sure. going on, right? About, well, we got to go back to square one, building that relationship. And, you know, there's I did a couple videos, and I don't even know if they're up anymore, about management. And I grew up in a Marine law enforcement household, so that that was – a lot of what I was given. Right. And I've learned more about, you know, the mood meter and social emotional intelligence and all that, but I still have that foundation of, I have high expectations. Here's the line. I'm promising what it is and we're sticking to it. Right. And that's how a lot of times along with the silliness and the engagement, like when it comes down to it, Mr. B said, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Well, guess who can't do that online? Cause the kid just gets up and walks away and there's nothing I can do about it. And if the parenting style is different than that, well, that, guess what? I just lost one of my greatest tools. So what this has forced me to do is to adapt to what Danny said, which is I need to put more into building relationships with this kid. So they want to sit here with me. Wow. Because my behavior systems are out the window. <laughs> yeah. Right? The, oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. Like we're having to think about engagement and, and um, discipline. Yeah. Like in behavior management in a, in a completely different way. Um, no, I, that's funny. Like I've kind of been thinking about that for myself and, and um, that's just really, yeah, that's so true. So true. So yeah, one, one little girl, it wasn't going well, but you know, I said, I'm just going to up, I'm going to up building our friendship. And now, now we sit down half an hour a day, which, you know, for her little five-year-old, uh, it's, that's a lot. I mean, that's such an improvement. And the fact that she's showing up to our sessions every day and we're having a good time and, She's growing like on my little data. She's learning her letters and numbers. So, but without me throwing the old system out and saying, okay, Danny's right. I need to work on building this relationship. Right. So she look, looks forward to seeing me. Right. It never would have worked. Right. Cause yeah, she doesn't want to leave. Yeah, and I, I think that, yeah. yeah. And I, I just love how, yeah, we we're going back to building relationships, but you're absolutely right, Steve. Like, we got to continue to hold high expectations for our students. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the only way we're going to continue to push them forward and, and push our, you know, our, our, our world forward is just by pushing our students, but also, you know, giving them grace and giving our teachers grace uh, when they're going through this time. But um, I, and, I, go ahead. Well, and I, I saw your, uh, your LaCroix 
Is that was that a Lacroix that you have? Oh, uh, I'm Team Seltzer. Oh no way! <laughs> Sweet, I'm I'm Team Seltzer uh, Water. Where's Where's Fresca? Where's Team Fresca? I I buy whatever's on yeah. sale. I just got lucky. Um, well, and so speaking of uh, Seltzer Water, um, you know, I one of the things that I've noticed that you post about too, um, is your your you love to work out. Like that's part of your your self. I'm assuming your self care routine and. Um, I just wanted to know if you could, cause you're balancing a lot. You're a teacher, you're creating these amazing videos. Um, you know, you're a busy guy. How do you incorporate self-care, um, into your, your routine? Well, this brings us back around to me getting burned out the first time around. So here, here I am now people are like, Oh, wow. He's doing so well in education and he's a success story. I left once because I didn't have balance. And in a lot of ways, and I said, this just isn't for me. And that's why all, all the young teachers I work with, I say, hey, I love what you're doing here. But you know what? You can take it down a notch because this is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And you're going to burn out. I said, I don't want to see anything tonight or this, whatever this weekend. Uh, you know, it, it, it sounds bad, but sometimes instead of doing 110%, you got to put in 87%. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be good. You're still going to be Mrs. Smith they love. <laughs> yeah. Right. But guess what? You'll still be here next year. Yeah. To still be loved instead of saying I'm out of here. Um, so I just think, you know, I have my thing. I don't mind working weekends, mm-hmm. but I'm not working nights. Sometimes I have to a big IEP for those not who don't know what that is, an individual education plan for students, especially. Sometimes I just have to work nights to get that done. But my routine is I go to school and then at X o'clock, I'm done. And I'm doing my workout. I'm maybe making a video. I'm doing something social, whatever that means in 2020. But the point is the night is mine, right? The night is mine. And I'll pick it up again in the morning. Now on the weekend, again, I'll work. Some teachers like I'll work some nights, but I'm taking my weekends. But you got to have those boundaries that work for you where you're not dreading to go in on Monday morning. I love that. And part of that for me is working out. I I couldn't say enough about exercise (laughs) for for everything. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to keep up with five-year-olds. <laughs> I'm working with five-year-olds with disabilities. Right. Right. I got to, I got to help them out maybe in and out of their wheelchair. I might have to assist them in the bathroom. I got to come back into carpet time. I'm down. I'm up. I'm jumping jacks. I'm doing characters. I mean, the other day I was crawling around that carpet. I was like, if I didn't work out, I wouldn't be able to do this. Cause I'm trying to like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to make your viewers dizzy, but I'm doing this, trying to show something over here. And I, right. It's like, I need to be in shape. Yeah. Oh, you got to match their energy. Yeah. You got to match their energy. I love that. So yeah, so, using your passions to teach throughout that day, but then going back to your passions at home and shutting it down and, and doing something that you like talking about those doodles and those videos. Uh, I think that's a great point for, for teachers to take away having that balance. Yeah. And it's so, so many teachers were, you know, you got different types of people and so many are just say A students all the way mm-hmm. above and beyond extra projects. Always want to be the perfectionist. I'm like, look, that that could burn you out. You have to learn to let yourself give an A minus job, a B plus job. Right. You don't always have to have a polished Google slide. You can get what I use. It's called a chalkboard. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what I mean? No, yeah. It's like you got to find little ways to save time sometimes. And I, and I think, and I love that you brought that up because of, you know, I think about in, like, I know what's available at our school and I know what our teacher setups are, but you know, our listeners are all over the, the, the state. We're in Virginia. We've got some in different, different states, you know, and not everyone has access 
to all the fancy cameras and the, the 20 monitors that they can build their little spaceship uh, <laughs> console, yeah. you know, that looks like some out of a sci-fi movie. But so I think it's, it's okay to just get back to the basics, do the best that you can with what you have and, and just um, find that balance. And it, and it's hard when you've got folks around you that are doing the, the greatest and the latest, but you don't know what they're dealing with on the inside. You know, we never truly know what someone's life completely looks like. So um, I love that you brought that up. Yeah, they might not bring the energy every day, but they bring the love. And I, I mm-hmm. think that that shows the kids. Uh, you know, it's funny because, again, being uh, um, the special ed co-teacher, I'm, I'm in there limited time during the week. Man, not, none of these kids love me the, the same way they love the general ed teacher. Right. You know what I mean? Because it, it's that it's you're putting that eight hours a day, right? Five days a week. Like you're you're the one they really love, and here comes Mr. B. He's a goofball, <laughs> or whatever. Um, so it's just it's good enough. It's good enough. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you don't always have to go in above and beyond. Set those boundaries. Keep to them. And I had a professor tell me once. She said, "Look, aim to have one superstar lesson a week, and then guess what? After your first year, you'll have that for the next year, and then the second year you'll add a second one for that week." Uh, well, like by that. your fifth year, you'll have five superstar <laughs> yeah. lessons per week. You're going to be doing great. But, yeah, by the 15th year, they're going to be interviewing you on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Here but, you are. But you didn't do it overnight. No. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm starting to yell, but I'm getting all fired no, up. Here. No, I lo- we love fired up. That's why we have you on, because you're a game changer, and you bring that energy. And, and I think that's, you know, in education, you know, we were talking about with our last guest is sometimes – you know, you have these bursts of energy and you're all, and you're all in and, and sometimes you're, you're not, and it's just these ebbs and flows and, um, but finding your way back to what fuels your passion for working with students and families. And, um, and, and, and I think that goes back to taking care of yourself, collaborating with your colleagues. Like, I love how much you collaborate and it, and you, and it seems like you guys feed off of each other. Um, and, and so I just, uh, I love it. I love that you're fired up. Our- yeah. Like I said, I mean, I, I can't say enough because, um, I do get extra attention because of the videos and whatnot. And I, and I am out there and I, and I got a lot of very introverted, deep thinking, don't want to yeah. be on camera teachers who I learned a ton from that I work with, who I couldn't do it without. Absolutely. And I just always want to make sure they get the credit they deserve because they, they do like a Again, maybe I thought of some of these ideas. Maybe I have my own Mr. B spin on it, but teaching is about borrowing, right? Yeah. And, and sharing. Like we're supposed to be the ultimate. What do we tell the kids? Share with everybody. Yeah. Well, that's what we do. Sharing right? is caring. And I got a lot of this stuff from other people. So, absolutely. Um, like you don't always yeah. have to be the, the squeaky wheel or the flashy, you know, right. to have self worth or to have worth. Um, in, in yeah. your role in your, in your school. And you never really have to reinvent the wheel as, as a teacher coming in or a teacher or a veteran teacher. Don't have to reinvent the wheel. People are already doing stuff that, that you're doing. Um, just find your way to incorporate it. I think that's kind of where your creativity kind of comes in, comes into play. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm going to do it in a crocodile. Kind of. <laughs> the same lesson. I, I feel like he needs to meet our principal. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys, would, you, you guys would enjoy each other for sure. For sure. He's got <laughs> he, costumes he, for, for days as well. And it, it's cool. Yeah, one because... time someone said, do you ever teach a lesson without a costume or 
Right. What do you look like normally? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know your name. I don't know what you look like. <laughs> but you know, and I'm thinking back to like what you said earlier about like, as you get older, as you get up in the grade levels, it becomes harder to kind of have as much, I guess, fun or, or bring that kind of magic as you do in like kindergarten and first, but to our, our teachers and our administrators and educators in, in middle and high school, I think, you know, kids really do appreciate those moments. So if you can, if you do have a costume and you're in high school, wear it, <laughs> even if it's for a day. Um, By all just, means, you have permission. And you know what the yeah. nice thing about high school was, though, and, and even middle school is what's there is I remember because I, I was trying the same shtick back then and they did appreciate they did appreciate yeah. me being me. But, <laughs> you know, I'm dumping all the energy and I'm all yeah. sweaty and, and my coach is like, hey, these they're nearly grown people. They got a lot of talents, too. How about you give them a project? Oh, right? And then yeah. at that grade yeah. level, they can bring a lot to the table in terms of presentations, projects, and that's a great I remember, point. I mean, talk about editors, because that's right when the Max came out, you know, early two thousands, mm -hmm. and I was making my videos thinking I was cool, and then I had the seniors doing. I'm like, okay, they're the ones going off to Hollywood right, right. there. Right, right, right. Make <laughs> make. So that's, that's so the nice cool. thing there, find ways to tap into their fun, silliness, talents, creativity. Well said, well said. Well, I, I love this. I mean, I wish, I, like, I could talk to you forever. Like, this, you know, just in the short time that we've had together, I just, I feel like my heart's racing. I'm feeling like that fire. Um, I got a little glow up top. I'm like, I'm ready to go. Just <laughs> give me the word. Give us some kids. We're ready to teach. Right. Yeah, yeah, we want to teach right now. Yeah. Let's go um, Zoom bomb a class. <laughs> right, right. Hey, guys. Yeah. We're here. <laughs> Our time is 6.45 at night, so they, they might like that, though. <laughs> night um, school. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome, and, um, you know, I just appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your time with us and with our listeners, and um, we're going to link all your, your videos and your, your accounts and just um, so that our listeners can, can find your stuff and, and be inspired to pursue their own passions in any way they they'd like to do so. Yeah. And I've definitely taken a lot from you, Mr. B. So, you know, just from looking at your Instagram over the last, you know, three months, but it's been awesome to kind of learn from you. So mm -hmm. continue, continue the fight and uh, we'll continue to learn from each other. Just kind of how you talked about. Thank you. Thank you for what you guys are doing. And I I'll tell you this, I'm, you ever see these um, videos of these bunnies, they're racing around and they just fall over and have a nap. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. So I'm high energy, but I take my naps people. That's part of self care. That's so true. Like as yes. soon as you, as soon as you sit still, you're like, yeah. You're as soon as we hang up, I'm gonna crawl in the bed, get 15, <laughs> and hit the workout. I love it. Uh, I love it. All right, parting uh, words: naps are good. You need naps. Everyone go get a nap. <laughs> no, <laughs> I love it. Well, Steve, right. thank you again so much for your time. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Hey, hey, Edspire listeners, make sure that you subscribe to us so that you don't miss a single episode we are throwing your way. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Edspire Podcast.